welcome to BS React, where we chat with our friends about stuff no one else would talk to us about. Like I said in the warm-up, the world is super nuts right now and it looks like it's gonna keep being nuts for quite a while. We mostly keep a light and casual vibe here on the show, so here are a few preambles so we don't look nuts to people in the future making jokes right before the next major global conflict. This episode includes discussions of the politics and recent history of the People's Republic of China. We recorded it last year way before the 2022 Winter Olympics and before the widespread discussion of the treatment of certain peoples in China. Human rights violations never have an excuse. Cut it out. Having said that, I know the average citizen in the East is just strapping in and holding on to survive. So to the people, the People's Republic, no hard feelings. Our government has a lot of baggage too, and it feels almost impossible to push back. Okay, back to the normal intro. Make sure you listen to the intro before you listen to this so everything makes sense. We include spoilers and profanity in our discussions, so if you're not into that kind of thing, click stop. And thanks for the support, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Welcome to another exciting episode of BSR. Today's movie is Wolf Warrior 2, and I'm joined by... Jasmine. Malik. Evan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm Isaac. So Wolf Warrior 2 came out in 2017 and was the Chinese entry for Best Foreign Language Film in the 90th Academy Awards. And when I heard that fact, I was really surprised <laughs> because uh, this is essentially a send up of a bunch of 80s movies. And I was I looked into it a little bit and then I realized that it made eight hundred and seventy four million dollars just in China. Mm. And oh, it wow. is the second highest domestically grossing film of all time, only passed by The Force Awakens. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 It was the number one movie in the world in 2017. Yeah, it That's is. Cool. This movie made a ridiculous amount of money that's crazy that's impressive meaning i've never heard of it before i mean this. I, yeah i've heard of hadn't. the first one yeah at the risk of making some enemies it's possible that buying a ticket in china was mandatory <laughs> <laughs> i mean i, I also want to issue a hearty ni hao to the member of the pla that is seeing if we're thought criminals after we post this <laughs> so <laughs> My uh, name is Ronaldo. Yes, Ronaldo here is uh, Ronaldo just joining Jackson. Me. Yeah. So let's tackle some of the big elephants in the room before we get into this. Oh, should we this like is, this is the give best. them a uh, disclaimer? Are you going to do that on the, the thing? The disclaimer? That yeah. this is the best movie ever? No. <laughs> it is the best movie ever. And so, everyone knows stop it. The best movie ever. You know what I'm talking about. This movie about. was more or less commissioned by Winnie the Pooh. This movie is straight up propaganda. It is funded and supported and edited by the censor board of China. So this is definitely a government movie. And that we watched, keeps happening with these Chinese movies. It is. Okay, this so, is the, so second. the last one <laughs> that I, I had on here, The Wandering Earth. Yep. Definitely was too. But sci-fi kind of puts it at a distance. And we're used to Star Trek, which is sort of a socialist utopia anyways. So having that in there isn't that much of a stretch That's for us. Right. This one, not so much. 
Like when I when I initially asked the guys what I should do next, I had them give me a number between one and ten of how Is that like how you pick this. <laughs> kind of actually. I, I had them pick how hard of a movie do you want to talk about? Like how potentially how like, controversial how, how controversial it was. And they gave me a nine, but some, I gave, some qualifiers. I gave you a ten, but not a Serbian film. Yeah, so so nothing too kinky, but so my mind instantly pass. flashed to this. Um it is definitely any kind of propaganda you can think of. The other major disclaimer for this thing is that it is like next level racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that was the main thing <laughs> I was worried that, about. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the few things I was like. Actually, I find it very interesting that it's a Chinese state made film that is definitely, I'm going to say, very racially uh, defined. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. and yes. we'll, we'll go into that not, a little bit of that too. Not like super more ham fisted with patriotism and racism than, like, say, the average 80s action movie from uh-huh. America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer that most of, you know, the Chinese reviewers put about this. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's problems. But I mean, look at America, right? Yeah. <laughs> There are obviously analogs to 80s movies in American culture, most specifically yeah. Rambo, which I think oh, is what yeah. this is tailored at Rambo 2, which yes. I think is what this is kind of tailored around. Rambo 2 for like action, but for the over the top patriotism. It uh-huh. reminds me yeah. of fucking Top Gun. Oh, yeah. There's actually an homage to Top Gun in this movie. <laughs> yes. I will say that most of those movies stopped short of making a really big point that China is a permanent member of the UN Security Council and you'd better get used to that. Uh-huh. And they hammer it in here. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or the fact that at the end of the very end of the movie, they talk, they put a scene up that tells you that if you're Chinese, do not worry because you always <laughs> yeah. have the power the- of the People's <laughs> Republic. Behind you. Yeah. Behind you. Mm -hmm. No matter where you're at in the world. And that the PLA will protect you even when no one else will. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the, the, this is basically why this movie is controversial, because it takes place in Africa, but it which, is, which is regarded by this entire movie as a country. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. They never mention any name of a country, just Africa. They do not. Just there's, Africa. there's actually a reason for that. So the Chinese government is trying to rebuild the Silk Road. Yes. Because China was the major economic player in the world for a long time. Some would say 19 of the past 20 <laughs> centuries, China was on top of economics and it's gone downhill for a number of reasons that I won't get into. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be here for a while. Yeah, I mean, history of China is complex, and I, of course, don't live there, so I don't want right. to talk out of turn, even if things from my American perspective seem very obvious. So I want to give it a, a little bit of salt <laughs> with this one, and the people that actually live there, I have no doubt that they believe what they say. The average person on the street, this is probably a reality to them, mm-hmm. and I don't want to just shit on someone for their tradition, even yeah. if it's kind of horrifying to us Americans. So, yeah, we're people that are cool. <laughs> and again, Ni Hao to the member of the PLA that's listening to this. <laughs> Yeah, so majority of the Chinese people are awesome. Yeah, so yes, um, Africa is talked about in this movie exclusively as a country, whereas in reality, it is a series of 54 countries recognized by the UN, you know, specifically because Africa is a continent. It is is a continent, and not only only is it a continent, but it is four times larger than China. Yes, (laughs) yes. And it has a much bigger population than China. But again, that's that's like as not, a continent. Not as much as maybe you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, there are maps online you can look up to see that China, America, 
and like most of Europe will actually fit in the confines of the continent of Africa. Yeah. Also, a lot of the media that we have in America that is about Africa, often you see people starving and living in huts and like sub-Sahara. And poverty is a thing that happens in any large country, right? Large continent for that matter, (laughs) right? Nope, Africa's Um, a country for right now. We got to (laughs) remember. So when you think about Africa, think about all the specific cultures that come into this. They have large cities. They have small cities. There's climates that go from deserts to tropical all in this massive area. There's like basically Cape Town is like uh, oh, Mediterranean. Yeah. And then they have like the plains and they have like a prairie kind of savannas and everything in between. But if we look at American movies as a reference, can any of you tell me which country like the Lion King was from? It was from Africa. <laughs> right. Well, uh, okay. Hang on. I know you're trying to piece it together, well, right? They don't say. Well, to Dizzy's defense, they're animals. <laughs> they didn't know what the hell country. Right. Country yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they definitely, definitely trying to do that the African Sahara. Mm-hmm. Like, they have very specific kind of trees and stuff there, too. Like, and they, yeah, but they the hit them in the Sahara scenery. goes across, like, majority of the continent. It was like, have the continent. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just be like, majority no, of yeah. one What they were probably trying yeah. to go for is because uh-huh. it's animated. In Namibia. Yeah. Namibia? Sure. Yeah, thank you. Like, just like, okay, all the culture stuff is like a Bantu language. It's mostly Swahili, right? <laughs> I'm okay, trying to think, go into that, too. I'm so, trying to think where that's spoken, but like it's a couple places. Is, I did my DNA thing, and majority of me is from the Bantu area. Oh, okay. Which is like southern, southern area mm-hmm. of Africa. Geographically, with the language, probably close to Kenya. I don't know. Like, a lot of the people in this movie, if you listen to the original version, are actually speaking English. Yeah. But the conflict no they were talking about is actually probably it gets modeled off the conflict of Libya because there was that major evacuation yeah. of Chinese people during that. Could also be Yemen, but I kind of doubt it. It's definitely a thing. But it, they obviously aren't in Libya because no one's speaking Arabic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love how they speak English, but like no accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, a smattering of accents. Yeah. So China has been pumping a bunch of money into Africa. Like, yes, and I, and I say Africa because they have supplied large amounts of money to every country in Africa, except for Sierra Leone, which has turned them down for some reason. But it's to build infrastructure and roads and so forth. Last year, 2020, even with all the other things that were happening in the world, China loaned African countries over $40 billion. So like a huge amount of money. And of course, America, when they give money, usually there's a bunch more strings attached yeah, than yes. mm-hmm. and that's for why, Chinese. That's why China is doing very good with these African countries, because when they give money, there's no strings attached. Yeah. yeah. Except for, well, hey, can we get a little, if you're going to start opening up this mine, can we get a little... Little wink, wink, so they, they come in and they build a bunch of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. They supply it. They also supply the labor. Yeah. So they're basically paying their own people to build roads in these mm-hmm. other countries. Yeah. And then if the countries default on their loans, which honestly... 80% of the loans that they're putting out, they're getting money back from. So it's yeah. it's kind of a good thing for the people there. It's actually brought millions of people out of poverty, probably yeah. hundreds of millions of people out of extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. So like for Africans, it's kind of a good deal in certain places. And you don't have to change your cult, your like your yeah, yeah. government um, system when you get stuff from China. For better or worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you get stuff from America, it's like, okay, yeah. 
but you have to be democratic. You have to do mm-hmm. this and this. Yeah, and this all money. these sort of things. Usually yeah. money from America is seen as aid money. Like, yeah, you don't have to repay it. But from China, it's definitely a loan. When places like Angola, for example, which for various reasons had to default on some of their loans, China is basically moving in and making demands so they can cover their expenses. Yeah. And again, America is not blameless for this kind of tactic. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, definitely not. Just, just Google South America at any point. <laughs> <laughs> or um, Google, or, you better or Google even maybe. Africa. And again, I, I'm not saying we're blameless at all, okay, but no. I mean, it's it's still kind of a douchebag tactic to the people yeah. on the, on the yeah. ground there. So go on a little uh, woke rampage, like, ah, this is out. No, yeah, yeah, please don't. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of people, they see Chinese people come in, they get all these resources. The people that are building the roads don't have necessarily a political agenda in that regard. Mm-hmm. They, they're just workers, right? Mm-hmm. They, they come in, do the best they can for these people, and they leave. Some of them intermarry, like there's other things that go on too but i don't want to you know knock someone for wanting roads in their country like or yeah. bridges or railways or water there, there's yeah, a lot of a lot hospital. of government buildings hospitals, hospitals libraries you know, yeah. non-nestle water extraction and because the chinese workers are coming in there's less of a chance of embezzlement or deflection of those things for other projects like you're actually going to get it done quality in some cases has been questioned by the international community but I mean, at least it's something. But that is the backdrop of this. Which is already it's, pretty heavy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this movie, like, if you just take all of that out of it for a second, is just a stupid action movie that is yeah. like, very politically charged. Yeah. Yes. With a very, very, very mild plot. <laughs> yeah, because I was, yeah. this whole time, I was trying to figure out while I was watching it, uh-huh. if I actually needed to watch Wolf Warrior 1. No. You do not. But obviously I can give you the you TLDR do, yeah, version like, if you want. I was going to say, because obviously you don't. No. So so you can go into this and be like, oh, because I feel like the way that they do this one, like uh-huh. you get enough context to go on. So which obviously we'll get into later. But so Wolf Warrior one, I'll give you the elevator pitch here. There is a soldier that goes on a mission and there are these drug dealers. And one of them, one of the drug dealers, like their leaders or whatever, takes a hostage. Q Wolf Warrior, this, this guy, and he is a sniper that's running from rooftop to rooftop. And they like cease fire. They have a hostage or whatever. But he decides to shoot through a wall basically hitting the same spot in the wall three times until there's a tiny hole where he can snipe the guy that's hiding. But that guy is the son of a major crime boss, the drug trade person. So Wolf Warrior is pulled off of his commission. It's like, you can't just murder people, especially against orders, <laughs> right? It's sensible. But he gets recruited by special operations, the Wolf Warriors. And he meets the leader, like the, the person that recruits him, that ends up, he ends up marrying later on. He works for them and his first training mission out there, the drug person hires a bunch of mercenaries to hunt down the person that killed the son. And it's about him. Yeah. So he ends up killing a bunch of people around the wolf warrior, but not actually the guy. And it did gangbusters over there. About a $10 million budget made about $90 million in U.S. So did well. Yeah. But more so than that, the president of China, Xi Jinping, said that he saw it and liked it. <laughs> which you know what kind is, of like are we talking endorse. about <laughs> he said he approved of it and oh, this is right. like again like a really oorah china movie so it kind of makes sense that he would support that kind mm-hmm. of nationalism just in the general but yeah. generally chinese movies that make it to the theaters through the editing and so forth are much more tame than this it's weird that something that violent and that jingoistic actually made, made it, it out and then that sparked a political trend called wolf warrior politics where basically politicians were encouraged to be very aggressive towards people that downplay 
downplayed the effects and popularity and strength of China. And they would get bonuses if they doggedly attacked people to put China down. <laughs> so you may have seen fantastic. a lot of that at the UN, yes. in fact. Again, it is a direct parallel to a lot of things in the American 80s where people are like, oh, you shit on America, we'll take you down kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But like if you've watched any uh, like UN security meetings, it's like there's, oh, been, yeah. a, there's been a it's lot of very that. very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't get kicked out. What the hell you say what the hell you want? <laughs> or, you know, somebody will be like, hey, why do you, oh, why are you doing the genocides? And they'll be like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you say this thing about Change China? Change the subject. And then the Olympics happened. What have you done? <laughs> like, yeah. your, like your mama. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I guess we can just jump into the movie yeah. from there. Anything else you guys want to say before we tackle this? Mm-hmm. Any ideas, comments, thoughts? This guy is Superman. Yes. Yes. This guy is Superman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. I genuinely liked a lot of the characters, actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like when yeah. The, the villain wasn't doing everything in his power to remain a villain. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. I, I'm going to get to his reason behind doing that later because it, it lost me. <laughs> his reason for doing what he was okay. doing in the end. Yeah. Although I will throw out just a, I have a question that's sort of related. Like we'll maybe get into why I have this question, but like who the fuck makes a Damascus bullet? <laughs> no one. That would be ridiculous. Okay. Just thought I'd check. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Then <laughs> like it, would say, offer, it would offer you no benefit. Clearly, because no. he had about a full clip plus because you would have to, shot like instead of just drop forging it or molding it or injecting it or whatever you do to mass produce bullets, you would have to like hand forge the Every Damascus. Single, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it would affect mm-hmm. and, like, accuracy. Grind it mm-hmm. to shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so would, no one would be would even waiting. That would be ridiculous. Be, yeah, no, but just it makes it pretty. Yeah, it does. Like if you're gonna kill off a Versace werewolf. <laughs> Your handles, hey, but other than good, that, it was good so that when the guy, when you kill the person's wife, he'll be able to look really an good, easily on identifiable thing, yeah, yeah. Look really good on a necklace, yeah. The a bullet that obviously has not hit anything yes. at all, yeah, it still has I mean, a point on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's a, a good transition to say that while this movie made, you know, close to nine hundred million dollars in China, it made about three million in the States because it wasn't released on that many screens. Like yeah. it was I, Academy I Award thing. Know this movie was out until you guys said something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't so know what this was. Kinda under the radar. I have yeah. heard of this series, but I've never seen one. Yeah. I mean it came up more in discussions of political science for me than anything else. And I was like, okay, fine, okay, I have to see this. Because I was watching um one of my YouTube shows who does uh movies and he does movie rankings and like uh-huh. uh box office and he's like coming in again number one wolf warrior two wolf warrior. yeah <laughs> so this was made in 2017 by Wu Jing, who you also might remember from The Wandering Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he was the guy that lived on the space station, like yeah. the father. Guy. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. the dad. And the reason he was that is because basically Wolf Warrior 2 money. They needed an investor and they wanted to work him into a part. And because he was there and like his popularity was soaring at the time, they were like, okay, let's expand your role in this movie. And I, right. I think he did pretty well, honestly. Oh, yeah. like, no, he's, he did great. I didn't even think about it until I was researching this movie, but yeah, he's, he's an okay actor. Like, the whole time he was, the whole time he was acting in this movie, I was like, he looks real familiar. And then uh-huh. you told me that was him. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. No wonder he looks so familiar. He fights robots and other countries. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he co-wrote and directed and starred in this thing. Oh, and okay. also has, didn't know all that. 
He yeah. also uh, sang some music in a cave. I would also, <laughs> while we're talking about the credits, note that there are about a billion producers in this there movie. Are, because yep. they had to sign off all the government agents that stayed. They did, it. yeah. It I'm took not... like four minutes for the damn opening credits to go by. <laughs> it's true. Because it's very, it's, it's like presented by, co-presented by, directed, uh-huh. co-directed, you know, and then yeah, yeah, co-produced was a very long list. A lot of people just wanted to get their name on this, just for political yeah. reasons. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's that. A, it's a free prestige box. It is, it is. And politics and government and military, even for that matter, work differently in China. For example, the People's Liberation Army is not technically part of the government. It is the military wing of the political party of communism. It's the CCP's army. So in American terms, it would be like if the GOP had its own military, which it seems horrifying to us, but... <laughs> I mean, it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of deal. Yeah. So anyways, let's jump into this thing. Okay, so obviously I'm going to miss some nuance here. I'm not going to pronounce names correctly. I'm going to work around it as much as possible, but bear with me here. So we start with some dramatic flyover shots of unnamed Africa. (laughs) Yeah. Of the country of Africa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see a bunch of scenery and so forth, but you kind of zoom into the water. And when you zoom back up, you see this shipping barge. Yeah. And pirates are attacking the shipping barge. The wolf warrior is on deck. He's hired as security or something. And instead of shooting back at them after these pirates kill exclusively black people on the ship. Yes. Obviously. All, even mm-hmm. though there's a bunch of white people and Chinese people running right yep. next to them. It is exclusively black people Only for black most people of this yep. movie. Yeah. It was actually a little, I, little awkward. I actually yeah, made yeah. the comment. Like I actually, when I was watching that scene, I was like, how is it? I, and someone in my head said, it's kind of weird that the people who died were just black. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. saw a bunch of white people on there and a bunch uh-huh. of yeah. Chinese. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially when a couple people that died, there was like two white people next to one of the guys that died. I was like, okay. Yeah. Until like the very end with one specific scene, there are only two Chinese people that die in this film. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't counting, but I bet you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor and that mercenary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I forgot the doctor. Okay. Yeah. So three. Yeah. Uh, and then they everybody? execute the staff with grenades, but yeah. you don't actually get to see that. So is it? I, I want to bring something up when we get to that part. Okay, yeah. Ahead. The uh, pirates are in there, and instead of Wolf Warrior, or um, again, I'm going to say this wrong, but Liang Fang, instead of shooting at them, he jumps in the water mm-hmm. with dramatic breath control, and the director actually did learn breathing techniques to do this, so he's doing all his own stunts. <laughs> he jumps in, tips the boat over, does some underwater combat maneuvers, which are complete bullshit. Like, oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You've ever tried to throw a punch in a pool? No, it's not bullshit but the people are no, acting totally like is. they just punch no it's like <laughs> doing it isn't bullshit but them acting like they've just been like lost all, all oxygen just because right. dude just did a, yeah, a, a punch were, to his chest and they were rocked yeah, yeah dude i'm like you're underwater <laughs> right like, like the only thing that makes sense was when he tied them no. up that's yeah, the only yeah. thing that makes when he hogtied them underwater that made sense yeah, that made sense the rest of it uh-huh. nah, not at all you skipped the whole part of him having the best breath control and then he was under for like four minutes one dude he really was like literally just spewing all the oxygen out of his lungs trying to get to the top he got up for like half a second and uh-huh. Fang said no <laughs> just pulled him right back in yeah, like, he didn't come up for air he just said yeah. no come here yeah the only thing that went out of the water was his hand as he picked the other guy back <laughs> uh-huh. into the water yeah he was like a mermaid with this yeah, it was <laughs> like really awkward. ripping people back down underwater and uh actually he killed them yeah yeah <laughs> well hog time he jumps back up onto the boat and he sighs to catch his breath like that yes. that's the only yes. breath that <laughs> he had he's not a deep his, deep breathe he's his, just his, like uh, breath huh, okay and i'm good <laughs> 
Yeah, and then, he, then he's steady uh, enough to take a whatever elephant gun. Yeah, and an elephant boat. gun with at least and just like a eight just, time scope. It wasn't that uh-huh. fucking long. This dude had to be like 500 yards away. Right. Yeah, so like, way way out there. He was like a mile maybe uh-huh. away. He sees the guy without, before he even looks into the scope, he can see that the guy is a mile away on the horizon. And he's about to shoot a and rocket. He's about to shoot a rocket. And now, the rocket goes wild after he picks them off like a sea dew. Yeah. No, yeah. it was a boat. It, it was, was a boat. boat. It was, it was a boat. boat. Okay. It was another yeah. boat. Yeah. The rocket crashes into the title card. Yes, <laughs> and explodes. You saw it. You, know, you saw it exploded, and then it was still in the title card, yeah. like spinning out. I'm like, wait, did it blow up or not? <laughs> and there's like knife, whatever things that go down, like yeah. ching ching ching. It's like, oh, oh that looks cool. Yeah, all right. <laughs> And oh, I think goodness. some of you watched the dub version and some of you watched the subtitle original the version, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. So there's a lot of this movie in English. Like, I think they wanted yeah. more of a wider international release for this thing that just never happened, yeah. really, because they didn't need to, right? They already made $900 million, <laughs> plus however much money they made on DVDs. Yeah, I gave them $4. <laughs> <laughs> Pat. <laughs> <laughs> all right so don't worry pat i'll take but like that, that in you. itself was weird because as i'm watching i watched the dub version and some of those voices i know i know i've heard them before as voice actors yeah the dubs i was just yeah. like wait a minute y'all did y'all get funimation actors because some of y'all sound very very <laughs> familiar and then also because i don't know it's just a habit that i do i'm reading their lips because uh-huh. obviously yeah. even though it's dubbed i can tell i'm like why did but they're speaking English. They but, are. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why, why did you need it? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, I'm gonna mind reasons. my business. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's and this is weird because all the Africans speak English. Yeah. All they, the Africans speak English. They're wearing like American clothes. Yeah. yeah. The kid that you will yeah. be interested in is wearing a Lakers jersey. A Kobe jersey. Yeah. And the funny part is this too is that not only do they speak English, but they understand the Chinese that the Chinese people are speaking. Yep. And the Chinese people understand the English that the Africans are speaking and then the main character speaks both and in between sentences goes from speaking English to Chinese in the same conversation. conversation. Yeah. And yeah. like what is the point? Like you understand what everyone's saying because of subtitles yeah, or whatever. But it's like, designed that way, but yeah, yeah. Like, that makes no damn sense. Like why is everyone <laughs> so just speak one in language? You speak English or speak all Chinese? If it's all yeah. Chinese, I would not care. But in, in the original <laughs> version, there is a ton of English. So yeah. I feel like it was kind of designed for me in a weird way, sort of. But yeah, just didn't make it. So the next scene, back in China, so they're coming a flashback from this boat scene. There's some people tearing down a house of a family. Are they, <laughs> are they tearing down the house or the whole neighborhood? They're they're tearing down specifically the house. That's it's what they're focusing kind on. Of evil real estate developer. That's right. They they have actually a lot more land than I'm thinking. Yeah. So so the, all the land in China is owned by the government. Like there's mm-hmm. no private land ownership. And for a lot of politicians to make money, they have to sell land. So a lot of the economic, well, a lot of the property development is going on is because they're selling it to these developers. And it is kind of edgy that they got. To to bring this up in the first place and i know there's there was a crackdown going on for this sort of thing but just the fact that they got to put this and it got past the censors Mm -hmm. is yeah kind of a big deal they did take kind of an interesting edge to it where like this real estate developer and his goons are the bad guys yeah like a mob re-election yeah and the pla is here to save the common man yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he looked like stereotypical, like douchebag, like uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and then he's like, he's like, I'm gonna kill them when you leave. They still turned uh-huh. their, yeah. you know, anti-China message into a pro-China message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so they came back to deliver an urn for one of the guys that died in the previous movie mm-hmm. who was talking about his family and how he really wanted to get back to his family and like, oh, here's a picture of my daughter. You know, this guy is going to die. Like, yeah. Death like, flags all over I, the place. I just kept thinking of Velocipaster. Yeah. He's like, soon as I get smiling. As soon as I get home from the war. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, so they like zoom in on this guy's family and his mother is sobbing like, oh my God. And like the actress that they cast in this is really selling that she's like devastated. No, the wife and the daughter did pretty well Um, too. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have these flashbacks and the team slogan for Wolf Warriors was be humble. There's this whole sacrifice yourself for the party, like Ura China kind of stuff Mm -hmm. going on in the background. propaganda. (laughs) So so the developer pulls a gun, points at a wolf warrior and is like, who do you think you are, Mr. Fancy Pants? So he kicks that guy back <laughs> dramatically. Yes. And then off camera, like he doesn't even give these guys the dignity of a beat up scene. It just flashes away for a second as the cops are pulling up. And like when you flash back, there's 30 people on the ground. That and, yeah. Yeah. Had their and asses all kicked. of these guys yeah. who came to deliver the urns are in their dress, dress uh-huh. blue uniforms or dress green, like your military attire for special occasions, funerals, promotions, anything like that. And they just beat the <laughs> like 30 right. plus people. The best part is they're in the same spot where they were oh, exactly. before. Yeah, not they dirty. haven't moved. They, they haven't moved. 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 Just, He hasn't even dropped the developer's gun yet. Yes. Yeah. He hadn't dropped the gun. They still had the urn in the hands. So I'm like, wait a minute. How do these guys beat these people up without moving? Did they do like some mind thing <laughs> <laughs> they went out or something? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. So the cops show up after he's kicked everyone's ass there and the developer is like, uh, 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 he's got a gun, guys, because he took the guy's gun. So he's essentially saying he has my gun, (laughs) right? But he's got a gun. You need to shoot him. So all the cops point their guns at them and then the developer walks over and is like, ha ha, I'm going to threaten this family again. And when you're not around, I'm going to get him. So Wolf Warrior kicks this man to death with one kick straight to chest in front of 30 cops. (laughs) So he murders a man. I I looked at this. I looked at it. He kicked him into the cop car and like broke the windshield and stuff uh-huh. and do like spat up blood and die. That cop car bleeding. was so far away. It was like 15 feet oh, away yeah. from this dude. Yeah, he did like he a full on winter soldier him. with this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't just yeah. kick him. He kicked him from a standing position. Yes. Yeah. So, he didn't have like a wind up. He just... Yeah. <laughs> he Bruce Lee the like fuck 15. out of this yeah. 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 not before ejecting all the bullets out of that gun oh, oh yeah yeah sure. gotta remember yeah. that part gotta take, take field stripping the bull he field stripped the gun the gun with one hand in the same motion after he throws the gun down the ground he takes off his cover or hat puts it in his arm so he could then kick the guy 20 feet and then puts it back on <laughs> yep so obviously after this he gets sentenced for murder in front of cops. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is not kind of undeniable at that point. Making a point. But it's not a particularly heavy sentence because no, as far as no. we can tell, he gets into prison for a day and then gets sent to Africa. Again, yeah. for murder, yeah. <laughs> Join us next time for the next part of our discussion about Wolf Warrior 2. BS Reactor is recorded in a socially distanced quasi-studio. Hopefully for just a little longer. Fingers crossed COVID burns out in the world, and not just in the news cycle. All voices, music, and mixing are done by us. All rights reserved. If you have any comments or questions, contact the team on social media or our website bsreactor.com. Hear that PLA? Hit us up on email. Not with drones. 
Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. A few words and a few clicks really do make a difference in who hears about us through the algorithm. And as always, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it.